In relationships, we are so used to complaining about other people. For instance, my coworkers are so lazy. My mom makes me so mad. My sister is so difficult. It's always focusing on the other person. But for relationships to really work, we need to focus on what we appreciate about the other person, not what we're complaining about. When we're complaining about these things, we only get more of these things. So even if we're having a really hard time in a relationship, things aren't working, we're not getting along, someone's in our face, we can still turn it around. Oftentimes, you give others the opportunity to create your happiness, and many times they fail to create it in the way that we want. Why? Because only one person can be in charge of your joy, of your bliss, and that's you. So even if your parent, your boyfriend, your friend, they do not have the control to create our happiness. They simply have the opportunity to share in your happiness. Your joy lies within you. Welcome to another episode of Sup Witches. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for joining me. I cannot believe that it is the second to last day of 2020. I may or may not insert a round of applause into this podcast. I think I'm possibly the only person in the world that didn't hate 2020. I thought 2020, for me personally, I know for the collective, it was a very traumatic year with a lot of challenges and things coming to the surface that really needed to be healed. 2020 was a year that really opened everyone's eyes, including my own. But for me, I would say despite the the trials and tribulations that I did face in 2020, there was far more triumphs. And this year, uh, I believe we can use it as a wreckage or a reckoning. So with that being said, I'm going to get right into today's episode. I wanted to focus on relationships, not so much only love relationship. Here goes my cat again. Uh, Never fails. Come here. (laughs) Come here, Casper. Casper is saying hello to everyone and he wishes everyone a safe and healthy and happy new year. But I didn't just want to touch on romantic relationships because I tend to concentrate on that quite a bit in this show. I wanted to talk more so, this will apply to romantic relationships and dating, but for this particular episode, I wanted to focus more on transforming our everyday relationships, whether that be with ourselves, our family, our friends, or coworkers. I believe that our relationships can be transformed with the two or three most powerful forces in existence, love, light, and gratitude. And this dawned on me as I was listening to The Power, who Rhonda Byrne, I pronounced her name wrong last time, I believe it's pronounced Rhonda Byrne, the creator of The Secret, they have a whole chapter on transforming your relationships in The Power. And it is using gratitude and appreciation and love. And everything we send out into the universe gets reflected back to us as the universe is a mirror. And there was a few things I did not agree with in that specific book. There was one instance where they were kind of doing a success story and the success story basically said this woman was in a relationship with an abusive man 
and she just focused on the positive qualities of him and then he stopped abusing her, something to that extent. And I really did not agree or appreciate that story, but I do see where they're coming from. First off, I will start this by saying, if you are in any type of an abusive relationship, whether it's verbal, physical, sexual, don't try to change that person with your love. There is only so much that we ourselves can do but there are tons of things that we need to let go of when we no longer have control over it. And it is not up to us to change other people. That is the caveat. Coming from A Course in Miracles, as I'm reading A Return to Love right now by Marianne Williamson, it basically says whatever we send out, we will get back, returned to us. And this doesn't mean people deserve abuse. As someone that's a domestic violence survivor, I could attest to this, but I do believe that the relationships that we attract in our lives are experiments and they are there to teach us something or show us something about ourselves and a lot of times special relationships if you are familiar with the course of miracles will manifest into our lives because there's a lot of work that we need to do when it comes to self-worth there's an old saying that says people treat us the way that we feel about ourselves and i want to relate this back to my relationship with my mom and my sister has been historically trying my mother is not a narcissist but she is very manipulative for example i slept at my boyfriend's house a few days ago i am 26 years old yes i still live at home but hopefully 2021 will change that and plan on moving out but i still live at home with my mother who has abandonment issues because my father died and she's never worked on her shit. And I mean this in the kindest way, but she is not a conscious person whatsoever. So I sleep at my boyfriend's house and I don't ask for her permission because I'm old enough to utilize my own judgment. I trust my judgment at this point and I'm old enough to make my own decisions. And I tell her I'm sleeping at Nick's house and she basically tries to tell me I'm not allowed. And as someone that my mother can be very helicopter parent, can be very smothering, and I understand that this is her not wanting to lose me as she feels that the more independence I gather, the less control she has over me. So she responds to me coming from a place of fear. She tried to tell me I wasn't allowed to. I did anyway because I'm 26 years old and I come back home and she basically gives me the silent treatment and she will do this time and time again periodically where if I don't follow what she wants from me, she will try to punish me um, using tactics like guilt and making me feel obligated to her and manipulation. She will stonewall me and just gaslight me and it's been very unhealthy for me growing up. I believe not to place any blame on her whatsoever, but I've had a lot of conflict in interpersonal relationships because I grew up and I never really knew what unconditional love was. My mom's love, although she does love me, always had conditions tied to it. If I got tattoos, she would pull away her love. If I did something that skewed outside of what she wanted for me, she would pull away her love and punish me with sort of emotional abuse. I don't know if I want to go as far to say that, but she would lash back at me in her ways. And this is all necessary. I believe we choose our parents. So I trust that this was part of my journey for a greater purpose. And I'm attempting to use it to evolve and grow into the highest version of myself. 
but it's been a struggle. And the last few months, I mean my whole life essentially, I was focused on the wrong goal. I was asking myself, how can I get my mom to change? She doesn't understand me. How can I get my mom to understand me? How can I get her to love me the way I want to be loved? And I realized in the last few months or so that my focus was not on the the right thing. Instead of focusing on someone else to give us what we need, let's focus on giving ourselves what we want and need and desire because it's not anyone else's responsibility to fulfill us. Everyone has free will. People can choose to leave or stay. People can choose anything they want, basically. I mean, as much as I love having my boyfriend in my life, as much happiness as he adds to my life, he has free will and he is not obligated or tied to me by any means. Nobody owes you anything. Nick doesn't owe me anything. It is a privilege and an honor to have him in my life, but if he wanted to walk away and leave me tonight or tomorrow, I can't stop him, (laughs) you know? Um, So where I'm going with this, my relationship with my mom and my sister has been, it's felt like an uphill battle my whole life and I'm trying to be less reactive and more proactive and instead of coming back at my mom or my sister when they say or do something that triggers me I have to realize that nobody really can hurt you they could just show you the wounds inside of you that need to be healed and in the past even today I'm not perfect and this is something I will continue to work on when my sister does something or my mom does something and I disagree with it or I find it hurtful. I've used passive aggressiveness or I've gotten very defensive or I would just start yelling or slam the door. And I'm really trying to be more conscious about this and take more accountability because I can't control what they're gonna say. We can't control what people are gonna do or their behavior, but we can control how we respond to it. And as you probably know, when you fight fire with fire, you just get a bigger shit show. You can respond to people coming from a place of ego and fear and defend yourself and try to convince them you're right or blame them or shame them and try to make them feel like shit. Or you can simply accept who they are and breathe and take a moment and send them light and love. And this doesn't mean you have to be all Pollyanna and someone could be cursing you out or screaming at you and hurting you, attacking you, assaulting you perhaps, and you just are supposed to be a doormat and take it. But you can choose to kind of transform and reframe the way you see the situation. So what I've personally been working on when my mom does or says something that is upsetting, I will take a breath, take a step back, not speak right away, and ask myself, how would my higher self respond to this? Am I remembering in this moment where I am feeling triggered and ready to attack? Am I remembering that this person is a mirror? This person, this relationship was divinely orchestrated for my higher good. This person is a child of God. This person is a reflection of me because we are all one. And how I treat this person, how I respond to this person is really more of a reflection and says more about the way I feel about myself than it does them. Have you noticed that? The way that we treat people 
typically has nothing to do with them. It has so much more to do with how we feel about ourselves. So it's just remembering that. And when I'm feeling specifically challenged or like anger or resentment toward my mom or my sister even, I try to take a moment lately to focus on what I can show gratitude for them. Like where am I thankful to have them in my life? I try to focus on how the relationship adds blessings to my life and concentrate on the things that I love about that person. Because when we complain about someone, when we gossip about someone, talk shit even, hey, I'm not perfect. This is what I'm trying to work on in the next year. When we send negativity out, we will attract negativity back. So when we constantly focus or criticize someone and we judge someone, we're really criticizing and judging ourselves. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's talked a lot about in the self-development community. But when we focus on what we appreciate about someone and when we send them light and we send them love and we are thankful for them, we can better accept them for where they are and where they're at. And this might mean if someone is difficult or toxic and their relationship in your life is unhealthy and dysfunctional, this can mean and this can look like loving yourself enough to set those boundaries with someone to create space and take a step back and let them go out of your life. If someone is doing disservice and more harm than good in your life. If someone brings you more dread than they do happiness in your life, it can be very helpful to gain that insight first of all, but then act on that self-awareness after you've reflected on the relationship. And sometimes the most loving thing we can do is to release someone. If we notice that a relationship with someone is bringing us down, the most loving thing we can do for themselves and for ourselves is to surrender it to God. And this could look like releasing them, ending the relationship. If they've, if you've tried to set boundaries and communicate your feelings and they have disrespected or violated you, this can mean to let them go and set them free. Let them be on their way so that they can do the inner work because we cannot do the work for them. And when tying this all into the law of attraction, we know that our thoughts create powerfully when we put them into action. And any action we take must be preceded by a thought. Thoughts create the words we speak, the way we feel, our actions. And actions are particularly powerful because they are thoughts that have caused us to act. And we may not even realize what our innermost thoughts are, but we can see what we have been thinking by looking at the actions that we have taken. So notice when you're having a bad day, you're stuck in traffic, you're late for work, and one thing unfolds after the other. It's because our frequency, our vibration is so low and it's aligned with hectic, hecticity? I don't know if that's a word. It's aligned with drama. It's aligned with rushing. So we continue to attract more and more of that. And this goes with saying that if you are in a relationship, if it's an intimate relationship or a familial relationship, and someone keeps promising you that they will change, it's that old saying, actions speak louder than words. Are their words aligning with their actions? Because it is one thing to say, I will change I I promise you things will get better and it's another for them to actually follow through. But how can we expect other people to follow through if we are not following through ourselves? 
So when you want to attract something into your life, whether that be a romantic partner or better relationships, we have to make sure that our actions don't contradict what we are asking for. And I'm reading a little passage here right now from the secret that I just want you to take a moment to reflect on. So think about what you have asked for. Maybe this is a better relationship with yourself or your mom or your sister or with your intimate partner and make sure that your actions are mirroring what you expect to receive and that they're not contradicting what you have asked for. Act as if you are receiving it. Do exactly what you would do if you were receiving it today and take actions into your life to reflect that powerful expectation. Make room to receive your desires and as you do, you are sending out that powerful signal of expectation. So an example of this, my girlfriend, one of my very best friends, I love you, girl, you know who you are. She texted me yesterday saying that she was going to delete the dating apps and a numerous amount of my friends are on the apps. Um, So we just talked about it. And this particular person said, I think I'm on the apps and I haven't deleted them because I don't believe that I can find someone any way else. And I know I definitely have been there. This summer, I was fighting an uphill battle. I was on the apps. I wanted to find someone But I even remember telling my law of attraction coach, Madeline, I am in my 20s. I'm a millennial. This is how people meet other people these days, especially with COVID. If I'm not on the dating apps, how am I supposed to meet anyone? I didn't think there was any other way because there was no one else at my job. I don't go out much. I didn't think it was possible for me to meet someone if I wasn't on the apps. And I myself personally don't like the apps for reasons I've talked about numerous times. I didn't believe there was a better way. I didn't trust that the universe would divinely orchestrate itself to bring me someone. But we have to realize that with the universe, with God, anything and absolutely everything is possible. If we can bring and birth new life into this world, if you can build a creation, you have to believe, you best bet that you could meet someone other than Tinder. So by staying on the dating apps, essentially, I was saying to myself, there's no other way I can meet someone, even though this is not fulfilling, even though this isn't high vibe for me, even though this isn't bringing me joy, I'm going to remain on the dating apps because I don't trust. And I told my friend, the second I deleted the dating apps was when I instantaneously manifested Nick and I did not meet him through the dating apps. I met him in a random way. It was very sporadic and out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it, but we have to believe. And by our actions, staying on the apps, even though we don't enjoy it, even though time and time again, we're just getting booty calls or whatever we don't want, we're proving to ourselves, yeah, I can't meet anyone because I don't have faith that there is a better way. Inside relationships, it's important to first understand who's coming into the relationship and not just the other person. You need to understand yourself first because how can you ever expect anyone else to enjoy your company if you don't enjoy your own company? And so again, the law of attraction is about bringing that into your life. You've got to get very clear. And here's a question I would ask you to consider. Do you treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you? 
Because when you do not treat yourself the way you want others to treat you, you can never change the way that things are. Our actions are so powerful. And if we do not treat ourselves with love and respect, then we're emitting that signal that says we are not important enough, worthy enough, or deserving. That signal will continue to be broadcast and you will experience more situations of people not treating you well. The people are just the effect. Your thoughts are the cause. You must begin to treat yourself with love and respect and emit that signal and get on that frequency. And then the law of attraction will move the whole universe and your life will be full of people who love and respect you. Many people have sacrificed themselves for others thinking when they sacrifice themselves, they're being a good person. But this is not correct. To sacrifice ourselves can only come from thoughts of lack because it is saying there is not enough for everyone, so I will go without. Those feelings do not feel good and will eventually lead to resentment. There is abundance for everybody and it is each person's responsibility to summon their own desires. You cannot summon for another person because you cannot think or feel for another. Your job is you. When you make feeling good a priority, that magnificent frequency will radiate and touch everyone close to you. You become the solution for you. Don't point to another person and say, now you owe me and you need to give me more. Instead, give more to yourself. Take time off to give to yourself and in a sense to fill yourself up to fullness to where now you can overflow and give. To acquire love, fill yourself up with love until you become a magnet. And that is from The Secret. I would highly suggest if you haven't done so already, check out Katie Byron's work. She does a lot of work on self-reflection and taking responsibilities for ourselves. And when I first read her work on relationships, she, she challenges us to ask, is this so, or how do I know? So if I say to myself, oh, well, moms are supposed to be accepting and unconditionally love their daughters, she'll come back with you and says, how do you know that's supposed to be true? Who said that? Life is supposed to be fair. Who said that? What made you think that? Is that so? How do you know? And it really challenges us to think that, well, maybe if I want to improve my relationships, I have to work on myself. It's not the other person. Perhaps it's me. And it's asking ourselves where we need to change, how we can give more love, how we can be more accepting and understanding of others. And that in turn will transform all of our relationships because when we transform what is on the inside, thereby we transform what is on the outside. And when we are looking for something, that is what we see. When I'm telling myself, oh, my mom is so judgmental, my mom is so yada, 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 X, Y, and Z, I'll just find more of that. And we don't we take the blame off of ourselves. We make this excuse, oh, well, this person triggers me. I get angry and upset at this person because they're X, Y, and Z. When in fact, in that moment, while we were saying those statements and believing those to be true, we are judgmental, criti critici critical, excuse me, and everything that we are telling ourselves that that other person is because all that is true is love and we are not seeing through the eyes of love and gratitude and acceptance then we are seeing through the eyes of lack scarcity fear and ego so i will leave this here i invite you to just reflect simply on what i went over in the last few minutes it's just food for thought um, many of us are taught 
to put ourselves last. And as a consequence, we attract feelings of being unworthy and situations where we feel more undeserving. So as those feelings are lodged within us, we keep on attracting more life situations that have us feel more unworthy and not good enough. And we must change that thinking. I will end with this quote. Undoubtedly to some, the idea of giving so much love to self will seem very cold, hard, and unmerciful. Still, this matter may be seen in a different light. When we find that looking out for number one as directed by the infinite is really looking out for number two and is indeed the only way to permanently benefit number two. Unless we fill ourselves up first, we have nothing to give anyone. Therefore, it is imperative that you tend to you first. Attend to your joy first. People are responsible for their own joy. When you tend to your joy and do what makes you feel good, you are a joy to be around, and you are a shining example of every child and to every person in your life. When you are feeling joy, you don't even have to think about giving. It is a natural overflow. Have a wicked day.